Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey guys, if you know me, you know I've got a busy schedule. That's why I'm so happy to tell you about factormeals.com slash Fightful50. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. that helps me fuel up and stay ready for breakfast, lunch, dinner, especially when I've got a tight schedule. Their fresh, never-frozen meals are prepared in two minutes and just keep you on the go. They also have these great lunch-to-go options that don't require a microwave at all. They've got breakfast options, snack options, dinner options, even high-end gourmet plus options. In addition to that, they have calorie-conscious meals, protein-packed options, and so much more. They also offset 100% of their delivery emissions and source 100% renewable electricity for the production sites and offices. Head over to factormeals.com slash Fightful50 and use the code Fightful50 to get 50% off. This is such a versatile meal kit. 35-plus weekly flavor-packed fresh, never-frozen meals that promote a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences. That's factormeals.com slash Fightful50 to get 50% off. Factormeals.com slash Fightful50. Say 50%. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. Welcome to Fightful. It is December 11th, 2023. We're heading into 2024. We had some interesting reports over this last week on FightfulSelect.com about 2024. We'll tell you more about that later. Leave a thumbs up on this video. Get your Super Chats and Humper Chats in if you're watching live. YouTube.com slash Fightful or HumperChats.com. That will be of particular importance. This upcoming Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, we are doing the Fightful annual holiday stream and all of the Super Chats, Humper Chats will go directly to our, our staff, not me, uh, for Christmas bonuses and the like. So a little way you can spread a little cheer to some of the content creators that you appreciate. That is this Sunday at 8 p.m. You can also leave a Humper Chat anytime between now and then or even after uh, for uh, HumperChats.com to uh, contribute to that as well. We've got Denise Salcedo here. Denise, how you doing? Jamaican me crazy. Oh, brother. Oh, brother. 
Dude, it's been a while, man. It's been a while. Freaking uh, CM Punk saying Jamaican me crazy to Kofi Kingston took me back, man. You know, I said that one time to a crush. I took it from Kofi Kingston. I was like, I would Jamaican me crazy. <laughs> you know, I thought it was cute back then. Whatever. Shouldn't have said that. I'm sick. Hey, what's up, everyone? Ooh, okay. Uh, leave a thumbs up on this video, guys. Uh, we got an interview with Zaya Brookside that accidentally went public last week, but it'll release tomorrow here on Fightful. We have a bunch from uh, WrestleCade. Just a bunch of stuff in general. You can subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Today we broke a pretty big story. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Just $5 a month, $54 a year. And today alone, you got the WWE Raw plans, some spoilers. You got uh, the Sour Graps podcast uh, after Raw. You got my backstage report. But also, Denise, we confirmed that Seth Rollins' WWE contract looks to be up in June, as is Becky Lynch's. Uh, now, there had been a lot of speculation, a lot of rumors and all that stuff. There were no reputable outlets reporting about his uh, contract status or anything like that until today. We were able to get that information. I did reach out to Rollins, reach out to WWE. They said they would not dispute that news. But uh, next year looks to be one of the biggest free agent years in the history of wrestling, Denise. Like there are some scattered AEW names. In MLW, they're losing Hammerstone, Impact, losing Deanna Perrazzo, who's been a major figure for them. Uh, WWE has a lot of contracts coming up. What do you make of all this? So it's so it's so hard to say, right? Because you can sit here and you can be like, oh, yeah, for sure, this person's probably going to go this direction or this person's going to end up re-signing with this company and all of that, right? But I think that this year in pro wrestling has kind of proven that you just never know what's going to happen. I mean, we're going to sit here in just a couple of minutes and talk about CM Punk on Monday Night Raw. And I feel like that basically tells you that anything can happen in professional wrestling. So when you're sitting here talking about Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch's contracts being up in 2024, you just never know what can happen. Am I expecting them to jump ship and go to AEW? Maybe not, but I'm not going to stay here and say absolutely not because you can't say that anymore in this in this in this landscape. It, it, here's the thing, like when it comes to AEW and WWE, I feel like things have been moving like a seesaw, right? Like one second one company's on top, the other feels like another one's got momentum, and that's just the way that I see things, like a seesaw. So I feel like, yeah, who the hell knows? But I'm excited. I'm very excited for 2024. I saw so many people. First off, I saw a lot of people say he's totally resigning. You mean re-signing first off, uh, put the hyphen there, but there's a couple of things that I'll say as a reporter who has reported on some of the most shocking free agent acquisitions ever. Uh, didn't think CM Punk was ever going to come back to WWE as of what, even a year ago, never thought Cody Rhodes is going to leave AEW for WWE. Didn't think Edge was going to leave WWE for AEW. The, you never know what can happen in wrestling. Jade and, Cargill to, to WWE. And there is a very, very real situation playing out that Seth Rollins is making the best of on WWE TV right now. Guy doesn't like CM Punk. He hasn't liked CM Punk for a very long time. Spoiler alert. One of the names that we were reporting did not like CM Punk all along. 
were those two people that we just talked about being free agents. Ain't exactly a secret or anything like that. Uh, Seth is smart enough to work with it, but you know, if things don't go an appropriate way, well, I could imagine AEW being like, yeah, let's break the bank for them. Let's, let's get them over here because that would be enormous. You just never know. And I will never try to assume the intentions or motivations or priorities of one millionaires, two artists and three parents because they got families. <laughs> they've got art. They want to make, they got money. They want to make, but who knows where, who knows how that schedule necessarily uh, pans out, but man, we're going to have a lot more. Oh boy. A lot more free agent news on Fightful Select. Uh, just over the last month, we have confirmed that QT Marshall was finishing up on uh, December 31st, that Deanna Perrazzo is exploring free agency, that Alex Hammerstone got an early exit on his MLW deal, and the Seth Rollins news as well. Just, just a ton of stuff. Get your super chats. Get your humper chats in. KE775 says, what do you think happens with Deanna? On one hand, she had a bad experience with WWE. On the other hand, it feels like she might have more opportunities considering AEW limited opportunities for women. Well, that's where all this priority stuff comes in, Denise. Deanna is 29, has been on TV her entire career, her whole career. But she is yet to have a big money contract because Impact is not paying that much. She has done everything there is to do in Impact, but also a very safe place for her as well. She ain't going to get fired from impact or anything like that. Both she and her husband are main eventers in that company. She was in WWE on a developmental deal. And for a lot of people saying, yeah, yeah, but triple H is running things. Now triple H was running things when she was parked for a year at a time in NXT too, and wasn't doing anything. She has experience in AEW ring of honor, stardom, triple a impact WWE NXT. She, there's nothing that she is is like, is going to be out of her depth. She got fired and immediately proved she could be a main event talent. Denise, she's one of the more interesting ones to me. I think so too, because here's the thing, like you're talking about her, how, you know, they had her parked on NXT for X amount of time. Right. But what have we seen? Some of the most successful people that have returned to WWE is because they made their name someplace out. A great example, Cody Rhodes, right? Drew, Drew McIntyre. He's another one. Um, those are, I would say, some of the top two examples. And, well, guess what? It goes like that for the women, too. And Deanna Perrazzo is one of those women that really went into another promotion, became a main eventer, became a top competitor, became the face of the company. And when it comes to her and WWE, I can see her going back there and being put in a great spot just because now they already know that she can ha handle all of the responsibilities that come with being on television and being a top star, right? And I'm sure they want to add, it feels like there's quite a, there's quite a bit of top stars for the women in WWE. But of course, you want to keep things fresh, right? You don't want to have to recircle back to some of uh to some to some stuff that you've already touched on. So having somebody like Deanna Perrazzo on your roster, like that would add so much fresh matchups, right? Now with her Chelsea, uh, her history with Chelsea as well. Exactly. And with her on AEW, the thing with that, it's like, yeah, I would love for to see her there only just for the simple fact that 
if we ever want the AEW women's division to get better, we need to see new faces there and we need to see new faces that are going to push and maybe encourage some change back there. But at the I same hope. time, it's like, if you're a competitor, male or woman, especially woman in this specific case, and you go to AEW and then you don't get TV time or you don't you it's not your turn to have a match or a feud or a program, then what do you do? You know, and so you kind of risk it. But at the same time, you can go. And then all of a sudden, because there aren't as many other people like you there, you can stand out a whole lot more. I'm not going to get catfished by the AEW women's booking again. I thought it would change when Athena came in. I thought it would change when Soraya came in. I thought it would change when they got a TBS title. I thought they were going to change it and, and Mercedes was going to come in. I, I, I'm, I'll believe it when I see it. Point blank, like there. Athena, everybody keeps going and saying how Athena is doing some of the best work, the best work, the best work, right? Okay, but she's doing it on Ring of Honor, where if you're not, if you don't have Honor Club, if you're not religiously watching Ring of Honor, you're missing out on it. And it's like, well, Athena would be great on AEW to go in there and really just like enhance the quality of matches that we're seeing, you know? So there are definitely things that can be done there. Guys, get in your super chats, get in your humper chats like uh, like Aaron did. He says, are you going to track private jets during free agency? I got zero apologies this weekend from the people who over the MJF uh, plane situation, of which Denise also saw the ticket. I showed her for the sake of clarity that weekend. Um, that way, in case it came up, it could be addressed. There was a completely inaccurate report of top MLB free agent Shohei Otani being on a flight to Toronto. It wasn't the case. M Major League Baseball's official Twitter account shared it as well. And all I heard a year and a half ago was, this would never happen in real sports. This would never happen in real sports. Not only did it happen in real sports, it was inaccurate there, and our story was accurate. God damn. Well, Sean, I don't know, man. I feel like you could literally have gotten behind the scenes footage of MJF on the plane and it wouldn't Buddy, have mattered. I could have flew the goddamn plane myself. <laughs> I, it could have been going down and I could have landed it and saved everybody. And somebody <laughs> still would have blamed me. These people are weird. A WWE that was wrestler. my favorite weekend, though. It was my favorite weekend because oh, I was God. there for like all of the events. And I remember being at GCW and everyone was stopping me and they were like, oh, my God, what's going on with MJF? What's going on with MJF? Do you think it's a work? And I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it was one a day, weekend, though. Years and years in the future, uh, I think MJF and I might do an interview and we'll break down what was, what wasn't. And, and how all that unfolded, because I have a pretty good grip on it now. I want to know uh, if he made it to, to through TCA. I want to know what well, he didn't go. He didn't he go to the airport. All right. Whatever. He didn't go to the airport. But we need all the details. How many sure, steps were sure. taken? Everything. I, I always, based on, on what the conversations that I had had with him, it seemed like based on what happened that morning, which was him no showing that either the company or, you know, maybe somebody close to him just got one for him type of thing. Like, a, you want out of here, we'll get you out of here. But this is what happened today, Denise. Uh, you weren't there, but John Cena was there at the Iron Claw red carpet. Uh, <laughs> this is just wild to see. 
I don't see, see him. Where is he at, though? I guess it's wild to not see then. Um, Marquise Film says no Nakamura versus Okada, Mania 40. Oh, it's hard for me to believe that WWE will not go after Okada. And I, I mean, I know there are a lot of extenuating circumstances, but I think they'll go after him. And they're doing a good job prom promoting Shinsuke Nakamura. But uh, they got Yeet back, Denise. Kevin Mann says, how much do you think WWE paid for the Yeet trademark? Probably not a lot uh, if they had to, but it's back. They're using it. I'm glad they're using it. It's over. People love it. Are you a part of the Yeet fleet? No, I don't even know how to use yeet in a sentence. Yeet? Like, when do I yeet? Okay. Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't use yeet in my vocabulary. I don't even like it. I'm like Roman Reigns. When he said, don't do the yeet thing, that's me. I agree with Roman Reigns. Don't Send, do the yeet uh, thing. Let's conjure up some super chats of what people, whether you do or don't okay, know what yeet means. It. When would you use yeet? Listen, Denise, we're going to let our, our beautiful audience do that. Yeah, but you have to give me at least some sort of an explanation. I ain't got to give you shit. We're here to talk about this promo and this match. Okay, then. We conjure up some super chats to pay your inflated salary. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jay Uso comes out. He cuts a promo. He's excited about Punk, yada, yada. Drew McIntyre comes out. They had a good 30 minutes to tell their story, from the entrances to the promo to the match. Drew feels disrespected. He feels very, very disrespected. And listen, the crowd is kind of on his side. And I, I think most people are. Like, they see Drew's point. They understand, like, Drew, Drew was disrespected. Drew had no reason to trust Jey Uso. And Jey Uso probably shouldn't have gotten a title shot against Seth Rollins to begin with. So Drew feels slighted by all of this. And I don't blame him. They had a great match, and or I thought it was a great match. Somebody says, Sean doesn't know either. I know what it is, but I'm trying to conjure some super chats here. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> Excuses. Somebody says they have a yeet infection. <laughs> you see, he gave a sentence, but I still don't understand what yeet it's is. It's accurate. It's not right. It's not right. Uh, here you go. Um, Drew McIntyre yeeted Jay Uso off the top rope. <clears throat> Okay, so like, although although the context in which Jay Uso uses the term "yeet" is much more versatile than the than that, Rock Hard Joel Wood says Roman Reigns once yeeted Dominic Mysterio from the ring to the floor during his feud with Ray during the pandemic. Denise, if someone invited you to a Taylor Swift concert and offers to pay for your ticket, you respond by saying "yeet." So yes, go. so it's another word for yes. It's an exclamation, so to speak. So yes, with exclamation points. But also it can mean to throw or heave something. Okay, because I would feel like an idiot just throwing around yeet when I don't know how to use it. Like I would just feel like a tryhard and I don't want to do that. He should be yeet normous. He says every time they say yesterday I hear meat and smile. Uh, you need to be yeet normous. <laughs> what, what's going on here? Well, the match I thought was good because they tell a story very well. And the story that ended up getting told was Drew McIntyre gouges the eyes of Jay Uso, which you can't listen, considering Jay's history, I don't feel bad for him. And then he gets yeah, but the he's win. He's a good guy now, though. He's out there yeeting and doing the little thing. I mean, dude gets the, the freaking rake in the eyes. Like, come on now. Um, but this was fun. Can I just say, like, Drew McIntyre right now is money. 
And even though he's this bad guy, everybody's obviously agreeing with him. And when he came down and he was saying that stuff about CM Punk and traveling the world with him and knowing the real person that he is, I thought all of this was like really good. And I love how he's been suddenly throwing some shots to CM Punk, but like that still hasn't really been addressed like between them. Like even though we had later on that little interaction, it really wasn't like a... I don't know. It really wasn't them settling anything. So I feel like this is something that's kind of like brewing on the side while we focus right now on Seth and CM Punk. And I'm going to have a story over the next coming weeks about you know, some of the things that Drew was upset about at Survivor Series. I think it was more that he that they weren't honest with him about Punk coming in than it was particular problems with Punk. But I loved him saying... I know how this story ends and the crowd booed him and he goes, Oh, I'm sorry. You know, him personally, you traveled yeah. with him. You, you were wrestling with it. You did all that stuff. Oh, I, I'm sorry. And this is something that can be echoed. There are a whole lot of people in wrestling that have parasocial relationships with other people that do not like these relationships don't exist. And they want to point the finger at people that do have firsthand experience in wrestling and they're like, Oh, well, no, you shouldn't feel that way. Well, you'd never know how somebody has experienced relationships with another person and that's what i feel like you can talk about this from firsthand experience sean not as much i mean i would say so like i mean there are so many people that think that i hate cm punk i love him as a performer i've had some good conversations with cm punk and there have been some conversations where we're like well it sucks that we got to talk to each other right now i was trying to recreate the tony Khan. (laughs) oh okay yeah oh that one good luck good luck buddy (laughs) Good luck recreating that one. I got an apology for that one. Uh, wait, wait, Christian- wait, what are you talking about? Oh, never mind. Different, different no, story. I was trying to re- no. I was talking about the Tony Khan gif where where he drinks the cup and he goes like that with the eyes. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, oh, you're Christian talking Knight. About something else. Yeah, yeah. You- <laughs> I'll drop in the private chat the one I was. No, uh- I know what you're talking about. That's the funny thing. I know what you thought. I know. That's why when you said it, I was like, no, Sean, that's not what I'm talking about. That's not. Stop right there. I'm not trying to get you to go oh, there. Oh, my God. No. That, was techni- that was technically not off the record either. I'm just saying. Stop. 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 Connolly says Taylor Swift makes me yeet up. What the fuck? Okay, see, that sounds perverted. It that doesn't does. sound like the same as- meanings of yeet that you told me. As this Christian Knight saying... Uh, I unfortunately contracted an ST yeet. Come on now. A, a yeet infection sounds a lot better. A lot better. Marquise says, back in my middle school days, a yeet was a dance from Vine. We even had yeet dance mob after state testing. That sounds awesome. That sounds incredible. Uh, Alyssa. awful. I used to hate people on Vine back in the day. Alyssa, who, who has the most sweet, followers i have ever seen on twitter just the nicest people on earth are a part of her following list says just use it anywhere in a random sentence and if it's wrong blame sean like everyone else does about literally everything there you go okay I uh nell says denise's inflated salary it is inflated but hey i mean you you guys are you guys are, well, you are can helping pull up out. somebody from fightful developmental <laughs> I'm gonna tell him you all said that. Brandon Charles Powell says, "I loved Drew sarcastically apologizing to Sammy and then yelling, 
You see, Jay, that's an apology. <laughs> Drew is the best. Yes, he gave this completely insincere apology for sidelining this man with a torn meniscus. And then he goes, Jay, that's how you apologize to somebody, even though he didn't mean it at all. This has been the best Drew McIntyre in the last, like, since before the pandemic. I just want him to start coming up to people and telling everybody, like, the honest truth, just to everybody's face. That's what I want. You know, this is a good idea. Can we defer your contract like Shohei Otani? I can just walk out right now. I'll just bust the CM Punk. Whoa, we we don't like people to start busting all over this show. Even if busting makes it. you feel you good. You know what? I will tell you this. The day that I decide to cut my Fightful Pipe Bomb promo, oof, that'll be the day. And all of the Sean Ross Sap haters are going to be like, yay, Denise is our queen. Woo. There is no product that we have promoted more on Fightful that I use while I'm awake than NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You guys have probably seen me anchored to my desk an awful lot for quite a while, and I've always got NordVPN on all my devices. That's because that's what NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows. You get the fastest VPN in the world on all your devices, on all your operating systems. It is so beneficial to have that versatility. Here at home, I put it on my router just in case, and I put it on my phone, laptop, desktop, PC, and smart TV. That allows you to get all the benefits. The online threat protection, the ability to change your virtual location with just one click, the ability to use that NordPass password manager, the file encryption tool, all that good stuff on everything. Also, you can subscribe to all those overseas services I'm telling you all about, all with 24-7 tech support and a 30-day money-back guarantee on top of an already amazing deal. Protect yourself on all your devices with nordvpn.com slash fightful. Had to put Denise in a little bit of a timeout there. Let her cool off a little bit. Uh, Mr. Acosta says the dude in the crowd catching a random stray. Drew said, what's your name? Austin. Austin's family. He doesn't care about you. (laughs) It was awesome. I know. He had a great, he did a great job at just like reacting, by the way. He had like a very like a reactable face. So that was kind of, they picked the right person for that. Uh, Maxine Dupree uh, backstage. We've got uh, Maxine saying, or or Ivy Nile saying that she would uh, be there for Maxine. Uh, This led to really the, the best part of this match because this Rhea Ripley, Maxine Dupree match was bad. It It was, was, wasn't it it supposed to be like that on purpose? There ain't no way that it was supposed to be like that. There is sure? no Denise. I thought that it was supposed to be like that. I thought they were doing it on purpose. So it was supposed to be because Maxine's still learning. I don't know. Listen, listen, that's okay. Let me talk here. Listen, this is the situation they're in. Maxine Dupree is wonderful. Done media with her, great person. So uh, anybody that's acting like this is some sort of personal attack, get, get the hell out of here. Just not experienced. Less than like half a dozen matches. And she's facing the world champion on Raw. Does not wrestle live event shows. Doesn't do anything like that. But this isn't like a she didn't know how to do the moves thing. Like, okay, for example, when Rebel, not Reba, wrestles on AEW TV, her gimmick is that she's not a wrestler. And she doesn't know how to wrestle. 
Now, she's not like a technical whiz or anything, but she's been wrestling for like eight years. So she knows what she's doing, but on TV, she's pretending she doesn't know what she's doing. Maxine hit an ocean cyclone suplex a few weeks or a few months ago. Like she did Toyota's move. It's not like she didn't know how to. She didn't get up on the riptide. She didn't get up on the power bomb. It wasn't smooth at all. And Rhea Ripley does not have issues slamming grown men. You know what I mean? So it's not yeah. like something within the story where she should struggle. It was not good. Uh, Nostra says Maxine Dupree botched both the power bomb reversal and the riptide. It was like she had lead in her feet, couldn't elevate at all. And my suspicion here is they would largely use Maxine in squash matches or which this was supposed to be. It just didn't work out. It, it, she got exposed a little bit here and that's unfortunate um, because so far we hadn't seen it. And I know people are saying sandbagging, sandbagging. I don't sandbagging is her like would be if she intentionally did that. There is nothing about Maxine Dupree, her personality type, or anything like that that leads me to believe she would intentionally sandbag anything like that. Just an a, a, an off night between two people, and that's unfortunate. Why do you think they booked this match then? Like because what Maxine, in them said, hey, like she can probably go out there with Rhea. Well, I think that they thought it was going to be a short enough match to where they could kind of get away with it. But um, I, I thought that they, I bet they thought that it was quick enough to where they could get away with it and it, this wouldn't happen. But a lot wrong happened, unfortunately. And see, but, this is why we need more Deanna Perrazzo's on the roster because when you need <laughs> you some go. matches for your champ just to have some matches and good stuff in there, you can do some stuff there. I do. See, I mean, like I see what WWE was doing. They thought that that Maxine and Rio would be able to get through this match without those several things happening. Like that's that's what they thought, and they thought it would be short enough to where they could kind of hide those deficiencies. We see it all the time. Like that that happens. So I I think they were a little too big for their britches here on a Monday Night Raw live doing this. What I would have done. If you're taping Raw next week or something like that, maybe do it then. But after this match, we got this, which was very cool to see because I love Ivy Nile. She's great. Uh, and to end the match, I love Rhea Ripley using the prism trap, especially when she does it like this. The old gorilla clutch, just a phenomenal move. Phenomenal move. I'm down for Ivy Nile versus Rhea. I would like for them to make sense of it. I would like for them to be like, oh, okay, Ivy Nile uh, wins a battle royal or wins a gauntlet or wins a tournament or wins something to get that that match because I love Ivy Nile, but Ivy Nile has exactly a zero wins on WWE Raw. So it doesn't make sense for her to just get a title shot. So with Ivy Nile, based on what I've seen from her on NXT, uh, they kept it very simple with her when she was on NXT. Like, uh, you could see some growth in her. I wouldn't say that she had the same kind of growth that people like a Tiffany Stratton had, but she did have some growth. So I'm curious to see what that match is going to look like between Ivy Nile and Rhea Ripley. That might have to be one where they also keep it simple because it, she's just a different competitor than, for example, a Zoe Stark who was already like very polished in ring wise. So just based off of what I saw on NXT, 
Uh, I'm curious to see what she can do in there with Rhea Ripley, especially since we haven't really seen like that much of her, uh, you know, wrestling singles one-on-one matches, especially not to the stature of wrestling someone like Rhea Ripley. Jonathan Corona says, do you think we'll see Rhea versus Randy? Hey man, everybody wants to see Randy hit an RKO here. Um, I don't now that that's that, that Randy's over on SmackDown. I think that that pretty much eliminated that, but anytime maybe at a PLE. Like a, that's what I was going to say that they, they've definitely got that opportunity. Will Chisholm says felt like they're setting up Rhea versus Ivy with that face off. Would love to see it. I think that'd be a good one. And, and, uh, backstage, it was revealed that Drew McIntyre, who was in CM Punk's face a little bit, is getting a title match against Seth Rollins at the day one Raw uh, show. I love that. Like, make it a big show because the day one pay-per-view, well, before they went and screwed it up with some of the worst booking I've ever seen in my entire life, sold really well. So I, I, I like that. What do you think of uh, Drew getting a title shot on day one? Yeah, well, I agree with you with making the show feel like a big deal because it is going to be on a holiday. And I love it because I, okay, I hate to say this, but I think that New Year's Day is one of the most boring days on like planet Earth because nothing is happening. And people already celebrated the night before. So like nothing is happening on the first. So for me, if they build up this raw, it will at least give me some anticipation for the night of something to look forward to on the show. So I do like that they're kind of making it feel like a special show by promoting way in advance that we're going to be seeing this big title matchup and then uh i'm more so curious to see how this is going to play out because i'm not expecting to see seth lose i'm expecting to see seth and punk go all the way to wrestlemania so i'm curious to see how they're going to play out this match with drew mcintyre and seth rollins what you had mentioned is sort of the line of thinking from day one when they did that a couple years ago as well it was, well, people are already celebrating New Year's and they're off. Let's go ahead and put a big show on. Bronson Reed defeated Ivar, a superplex finish. I loved it because honestly, it was a situation where it ended and I was like, okay, I want to see more of this. I like how much they like fighting each other. And I am an absolute geek for superplex finishes. Give me that especially two guys that size. I love this. I love the build to it. I love the match and I love the finish. I hope they keep it going for sure because like even the way that they had Ivar attack Bronson Reed over on NXT during the main event like two weeks ago. Uh, I love that they had that continuation over on on that show. And so for them to kind of circle back and then do it here, I'm, I'm hoping that they, uh, like here's the thing, I want to see this become into a full like, I feel like this is already like a full-on fledged feud so to the point where this should be. I would love to. I know these are two guys that we're probably going to see in the Rumble, but I wouldn't mind it if these two guys had a one-on-one match at the Royal Rumble with some sort of stipulation or something because I feel like we don't really get those like big meaty men matches at premium live events or I don't want this just to be like a quick oh yeah that was nice a brief little feud between them I want them to continue this into something larger because I think they can get more out of it than what we've seen so far so far it's been good but I think we can get more out of it Will Chisholm says with Triple H letting people off Christmas week does he have that pass uh with TKO Z-O-R or was it on his own uh, no, I mean, they WWE sets the schedule and they they did it very favorably for talent to be home with their family. They've done this recently as well. I saw somebody say, oh, yeah, well, they should do that for December 26th, too. That's not going to happen. December 26th is their biggest house show 
date of the year. Always has been. Uh, so they'll they'll keep running MSG there. SAS says, "You think Jade wrestles sometimes between or sometime between now and Mania?" Yeah, Did I just don't know. At the Rumble, I think they should have her in the Rumble, even if she doesn't do much. She can eliminate three or four people, get thrown out, and and she can handle that for sure, for sure. Katana and Caden defeated Candice and Indy. Candice and Indy have not won a tag team match together in like over two and a half years. <laughs> and at some point, I want them to uh, pick up that win. But tonight was not the night. KE775 says, I hope uh, I hope they find something more for Candice and Indy, too talented to be enhancement talent. Well, here's what I think they'll do. I think after Chelsea and Piper beat Katana and Caden, then Candice and Indy We'll probably win a top contender match and we'll repeat this process. Same with Natalia and Tegan. Same with Katana and Caden. It seems like cut, copy, paste. There hasn't been a lot of inspired stuff. They are, they are leaning on Chelsea Green to get as much heat as humanly possible with everybody she can. They've got her effectively carrying this division. So... With this, I hate to say it, but right now they haven't done anything to intrigue me into Indy Hartwell, Candice LeRae. Uh, I, they, there was nothing. There's been nothing that they've given me to say that I care about them as a team. And that's unfortunate to say, but I feel like you have to make the viewers care. And right now they just haven't done any of that. Um, with Kaden and Katana, I thought it was interesting that they circled back to their um, – rave girl gimmick because they kind of touched yeah. on that a little bit on nxt and then they let it go very very fast and then not very very fast they had a couple of like months with it um but they're really it never really went anywhere and then they kind of ditched it and then we didn't really hear of it ever again and then they brought it back again today so i thought that was kind of interesting because it seems like since they've been in nxt they've been trying to find like some sort of character for them as a team because they're a cool team right because they go out there yeah. they do cool moves they work well together all of that but it seems like um both on nxt and now on the main roster that they've kind of struggled to give them some sort of character development so i i think that now i i don't know i be i think because i saw them do the rave thing and then give up on it really fast i don't know what i'm really expecting to see them do here on the main roster with the character side of things but i do hope they find something that works and feels authentic to them because if not it just kind of feels like they're always trying to uh you know, they're always trying to find some place to fit in. That's what I feel for Kaden and Katana. Like, they haven't fit in anywhere yet, and so I hope they find the right things to do with them. Rock Hard Joel Wood says, which main company pay-per-view do you think Mercedes is likely to compete in next year? Wrestle Kingdom, All In, or WrestleMania? I think WWE should make a play for her. They should definitely make a play for her. I'm going to say All In just because it's furthest away. And uh, go ahead. I'm going to say all in because she has to finish the story. <laughs> she was there in the audience. So shouldn't she be there in the ring? Yeah. This show is sponsored by better help. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? 
The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say all in. Bizarro Big L says, Denise's sports opinion should have been yeeted out the window when we found out she was a Jets fan, is an example of a sentence. Couldn't enjoy tonight's show fully with the BS. That. Fully with the BS hate with Mark Briscoe going on. Not a bad show, but I'm making Cajun pulled pork to battle the hate with the meat. I, I appreciate uh, you dropping your humper chat, and I wish I had some of that, that Cajun pulled pork as well. I was going to say, do you even like Cajun flavored food, Sean, since I know you have like a very simple like tasting pellet, like you don't put anything in your salad. So I can't imagine you being into spices. No, I I love ketchup. That's your extreme. (laughs) Just ketchup. Be real. Do you like Cajun flavored stuff like Cajun flavored fries? Yeah. Yeah. Are you lying? Why would I lie about that? I don't give a shit if you you like I what don't I know. like. I'm just saying. Why would I'm I care that you would like that? Why Why would you? Why would I give a shit if I don't know? Why would I lie about liking Cajun fries? I don't know. People lie sometimes. <laughs> I've lied about like dumb certain thing food to lie just about. Not insult people. I Haven't you ever been worried food? about insulting you? No, but I'm just saying. Like sometimes it just happens. You insult me nonstop, and then if I ever take up for my, that's exactly what you do. You're like, I'm showing my scent. Look at me. I'm so hurt in my feelings. That's what you do all the time. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Oh, brother. Oh, brother. Uh, Guys, leave a super chat. Leave a humper chat. We are live on Facebook, on Twitch, on Twitter, on X, whatever the hell that is, uh, YouTube, and threads uh or no we're not live on threads yet we're gonna be live on threads as soon as they they do that live uh update though judgment day they're arguing backstage including uh rhea ripley they hash it out they've put locks on their clubhouse which i how it's just an open area in the backstage every week like what the hell 
are we doing here? Because it's still uh, but, real to us, damn it, sure. Sean. But our truth is backstage talking to the tag team division, and they're very much like, you're not in Judgment Day. Please watch out. They're dangerous. Our truth comes out, <laughs> interrupts their promo, and <laughs> and uh, Damian Priest entertains it. And I like that he entertains it, but JD is livid because JD actually had to do a lot of work to get into this group. He had to do a lot. So he's not happy about this at all. And it's supposed to be his, his situation to take care of. And they ask R-Truth what he would do. And he goes, well, first off, I would kick out JD because nobody here likes him. R-Truth is so good. And they unfortunately kick him out of Judgment Day. He is no longer in Judgment Day, which he was definitely a part of before Denise. They should have let it move on for like a couple of weeks where like he comes. I want to see I want to see him in the goth clothes coming out with the little jacket <laughs> and the little eyeshadow, a little eyeliner. Uh, I would love to see that. Are you kidding me? Let's make it happen. I don't care. Maybe next week he can try again and he could be the new JD trying to get in, but like in a funny way and then not in like in an annoying way. But I did think it was funny, though, that like you said, JD took like forever to try to get into the judgment day. And all of a sudden, here comes this guy. Our troops like. Now we need to get him out. Nobody likes him. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's savage. But also, it's so funny seeing JD McDonough in this Judgment Day clothes. It does not fit his vibe at all. Like, at all. It's hilarious. The Creeds make the save. They would um, do that later on. They're setting up the Finn Balor, Damian Priest match. <laughs> Finn Balor, who was kind of agging on the whole situation, he's like, I like you, R-Truth. Like, I like you a lot. I thought this was fun stuff, and it set up the match for next week. I was all for this. Uh, backstage, DIY. No, and D-Y-I. You didn't hear Why Michael Cole today messed up today, and he was like, oh. D-Y-I. Yes, It that. was funny. <laughs> they were backstage, uh, DIY were, and they've got a partner for tonight. It's The Miz, and they've got, you know, some not-so-great history with The Miz, but The Miz <laughs> is very much like, um, who's the girl that, that Amanda Bynes plays in Easy A, who's a complete asshole, and then she becomes besties with Emma Stone's character immediately? Oh, that's yeah, the, I, I remember you talking about, yeah. That's, that's The Miz. He's like, oh, we're good now, we're good now. Well, it was a great idea to put The Miz on this team tonight because it's Cleveland. And DIY and The Miz were over huge in Cleveland. And again, this is how you get a Johnny Gargano and a Tommaso Ciampa over. You have them do great things in the ring. You put them over in the ring. Then you start to show their personality. And that's what we're seeing. Because The Miz is all hyped up in the back. <laughs> I got I to gotta post this on here as well. Because Johnny and, and Ciampa are not that thrilled about all this they're like <laughs> okay <laughs> we're just we're making moments here and they get the win afterwards Miz challenges Gunther to an IC title match and Gunther's just frustrated he's like you know what I'll give you one but if I win you never get to challenge for this title as long as I'm champ I thought all this was great it continued the the DIY Imperium feud it furthered and gave a reason for Miz to challenge Gunther. It gave Johnny and Miz wins in Cleveland, uh, where 
Johnny was supposed to return in Cleveland months ago and got pulled from the show. I thought this just did a whole lot. It got it got DIY and Miz over. This is how you treat somebody in their hometown, Denise. You make them look like a big star. You don't embarrass them all the time. I thought sure. this was this was great stuff. Sure. So we're not gonna go with Miz defeating Gunther, are we? Like that's not Mm-mm. gonna happen, right? Mm-mm. All right, good. Just Hell making no. sure because I, for a second, kind of had a little bit of a panic moment where I'm like, I, I, no. you know, sometimes I get used to, like, I forget that we're seeing Triple H's version of N- of WB sometimes. And sometimes, like, the, my old, the old habits come in and I start thinking, oh, my gosh, like, are they going to have the Miz d- defeat Gunther? And then I'm like, okay, maybe not. Maybe, like, Vince McMahon running WWE probably would have had this happen, but Triple H running WWE hopefully does not have this happen. Uh, as long as, because like, here's the thing, like I didn't even care to see Gunther versus The Miz again. I was ready to see Gunther move on to something else. But as long as Gunther wins and we don't see no redemption story for The Miz, I'm okay with this. But after that, I want to move on to something else because I didn't even know we were still going to be with this story uh, <laughs> after the last time we saw it at the last PLE. Love the segment though, but yeah, I'm with you. After after this match, let's move on. And I would do it day one or, you know, let's see, we got next week and then probably, I think they're, they might take Christmas off. I don't know if they're doing a double taping next week or if they're going to do a, a best of on the 25th, but you got next week, two big tag title matches and then the day one. What's that, Denise? So if we don't do a show on the 25th because they do a best of muted uh let's hear from our sponsors at manscaped (sighs) let's be real big nasty pubes are gross you want that tree to stand taller sometimes you got to do a little bit of landscaping sometimes you got to do a little bit of manscaping with manscaped.com and that code fifa you're going to save 20 percent off your order and get free shipping what a deal. And how about this? They've got a ton of deals on that site. they got a lot of bundles, a lot of packages to help out your package. But it's not just your package. It's your body. It's your hair. they got deodorant. They've got shampoo. They've got foot deodorant. they got ball toner. they got everything at manscaped.com. And when you use that code FIFL, get 20% off your order and free shipping. Just a plethora of different options. Maybe you want to try a little bit of everything. Maybe you just want to try one thing. Well, Manscaped and the code Fightful will get you there. Make that tree stand taller and trim it up a little bit with Manscaped. Sean Garner says, who beats Chelsea and Piper for the titles? Another Uh. team that once they get really good and are half as entertaining as Chelsea and Piper. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody like. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody on the horizon right now. Joseph McBride says, our truth should come back next week and act like it was an in, an, in, an initiation ritual and that he's fully into the judgment day. Oh, I was that thinking that myself. Yeah. That would be great. That would be great. Uh, Luis says, maybe the Sky Pirates. You know what? A, a team of damage control mm-hmm. could be the one. That could, that could make sense. Alyssa says, LMAO, if Ms. Beat Gunther, the internet would have a meltdown. I would write a strongly worded letter to WWE. I would I would do a change.org petition. Please. If that happened. 
I would be so freaking pissed. Like, I'm not about these Twitter meltdowns, but damn, I would be probably like the first person Listen, to have a Twitter meltdown. I would I would be very whiny on the World Wide Web if they did that, because this is a, an incredible run right. for Gunther. Any honorable sirloin beef sons of bitches like Elia and Bait. Uh, yeah, John Silver is an honor, honorary sirloin beef sons of bitch. Tomohiro Ishii, another one. They don't meet the, the physical qualifications, but Sean says, who do you think beats Gunther for the title? Oh, that is, to me, that is a complete TBD. The answer is nobody until you, you have to, because everything he does with that title makes it mean more. Um, you know, I've seen people say Elia should come up and do it. No, I think he got his one big win over Gunther like that. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't hate it if it were Sheamus for the IC title. But here's the thing. The big appeal of Sheamus winning that title was it was like the only thing he hadn't won. Now he hasn't won that World Heavyweight Championship unless they combine that lineage. So there's a little bit more that he hasn't done. Anybody that, that sticks out to you? Yes. All right. So Gunther is this monster, right? He's a machine. That's what he's supposed to be, a monster, a machine, whatever. What takes down a monster and a machine, right? A bigger monster, a bigger machine. That's the only way. So in order to whoever's going to defeat Gunther has to be somebody that is going to be built up as a killer. And this is not going to happen overnight. This is not going to happen in a month. This is not going to happen in three months. They need to build somebody up um, for several months. Like I'm talking going out there, having great matches, being super powerful, looking freaking great, uh, and then working their way to Gunther. That way, if that person wins, we're not out here feeling like, what the fudge? You really just gave this title to this person? And I have somebody in mind that they can do this with. But keep in mind, a lot of this has to happen. Like, I'm not just going to say this person and then it happens tomorrow. Von no. Wagner. No. Bronson Reed. Okay. If they built him up to be this killing, meaty machine, <laughs> yes, he could be the one. But a lot of steps have to happen in order for for him to be the one to do it. Becky Lynch promo. KE775 says, I wish Becky and Nia get personal with each, with each other. I was hoping Becky would bring up Nia taking cheap shots on her social media after she got released. Maybe that's how Becky eventually baits her. I don't think like Becky's going to bring up like a lot of the stuff that Nia said on social media because I don't think a lot of that registered, so to speak. Um, like, for example, a lot of people were talking about the CM Punk line last week about punching people backstage and they showed that in a vignette that was a joke about kevin owens like it was a it was meant as a joke about him doing it as well but the joke was that cm punk said that he didn't feel safe being backstage because kevin owens punches people backstage uh naya's stuff was never on tv the becky and naya promo got a better reaction than i had anticipated and i, I mean this is a testament to how good becky is and how much she makes people care because she says basically what Naya says after. She's like, you know what? I got over it a long time ago, but everybody keeps bringing it up in every damn promo they have against me. So uh, now I finally have the chance to whip this girl's ass. And I'm going to whip her ass because I never got that chance. Naya says, you know what? You've got to prove to yourself that I wasn't the person that made you. Uh, because, you know, Becky was very clearly on that ascent already. But that did rocket her up a little bit. I have confidence that Becky Lynch can get a good match out of 
uh, Nia Jax. I think this run has been uh, just infinitely better than anything else Nia Jax has ever done in WWE. But uh, what were your thoughts? I thought Nia Jax was hanging on on this promo wars by a thread. Uh, I did not think that any of her lines at any point made me more interested in Nia Jax. I thought this was all Becky Lynch. Like to me, this was all of the intrigue came from Becky's side of things because I thought she had the best lines. And here's the thing. Like one of the things that Becky Lynch brought up was how Nia Jax injures people. Right. And like, that's something serious. You, you could be the biggest, baddest heel, whatever. But if you injure people, ain't no, like, what, what, what response could Nia Jax have given that wasn't going to make you just like want to roll your eyes, right? Because there's nothing that I think Nia Jax could have said that would have been a good response to Becky Lynch basically saying, you go out there and you hurt people. She was going to look kind of foolish either way with whatever response she gave. So, for me, I kind of felt like it, a lot was lacking on Nia Jax's side of things. And the line that I really did like and I thought was completely savage by Becky Lynch was when she told Nia Jax that, or when she said that Nia was such an unlikable, <laughs> unlikable person that she tore both her ACLs because not even her own knees would stand up for Ooh. her. I thought that was so freaking clever. Uh, however it is that that line came about, uh, applause to whoever came up with that because that was really good. That was a really good line. But I feel like for me, I'm looking at this feud and I'm just going, okay, let's 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 do it because it hadn't been done before. Let's tie the bow on this and I hope that it's a good match. And then after that, I'm ready to move on to something else. So we are moving on to the actual main event of the show because the real main event is what we're going to talk about at the end of the show. But I got to say, this Shinsuke Nakamura vignette, this comic vignette, was phenomenal. And hey, if you're you're into stuff like that, I want to uh, give some love to our friend uh, Seahawk. He posted uh, a project that he has today. Very, very cool. It's the very best wrestlers of 2023 uh, presented by Cam Hawkins and his amazing friends. Go over to his Twitter. It's at Seahawk. C-E-E-H-A-W-K. Uh, it's just eight bucks for 25 pages. It is phenomenal. I got to I, I got to check it out. It was great. And if there's anything we want to support, it's Cam Hawkins making money so he can afford a better quality glizzy. Uh, because I know one thing. He's going to show up at the Royal Rumble and I know how he gets in the Royal Rumble spirit, Denise. What Cam Hawkins will do is he will it, he'll get like toothpicks and he'll put them into styrofoam, right? And then he will get 29 hot dogs and he will sit them vertically, vertically on the toothpicks so they're standing up straight. And then what he does is he runs down the aisle and like slaps the glizzy like like it's you know like he's a baby face in the ring. And then instead of throwing them over the top rope, he just it, it's like a bird with a worm. You know what I mean? It's just like one bam, one bam. It's incredible what he's able to do uh and uh the very best wrestlers of 2023 presented by Cam Hawkins and his amazing friends is also incredible. So wanted to give that some love. You're welcome, Cam. 
The vignette was very, very good, Denise. Uh, what are you doing? Doing a little coke over there? I learned from the best, Sean. <laughs> you I know, from you. You got me addicted to coke, you. so this yes. is what I do now. Uh, Cody Rhodes and Nakamura happen. Good match, but it ends with Nakamura spitting mist into Cody Rhodes' face. Not used to DQs after main event matches on WWE Raw, but... Um, we got one, and the Creeds come out and make the save again. The Creeds just like to fight, but they're they're here for justice. But I like I like the Creeds doing this. It's like very early '90s WWF WCW where the baby faces have each other's backs. Uh, I I like this. I mean, they're they're gonna continue this. Them doing this again at day one makes an awful lot of sense to me. If you're gonna make that a big show. Uh, so I say, why not? I didn't have any problem with what we saw here. Sure. I mean, I think that if the match was going to end the way that it did, we did get a nice little lengthy bit of a match. I, I don't know. It felt like it was at least like 20 minutes or so somewhere around there. That's what it felt like. And I thought the match was fine. I, I think we should have known that it was going to end with some sort of shenanigans ends with the mist and the DQ bit. All of that, that's fine. We're just continuing to tell the story. But I will say, is it weird that I, I kind of was more into the actual promo than I was into the actual matchup? So I don't know what that says. But uh, I did like the whole superhero or what is it, comic book thing that they did with Shinsuke. I thought that was pretty cool. But uh, it didn't, uh, it, it was fine. It was a fine little main event. Quote the Raven says, am I alone in thinking that when Shinsuke does the, does the most, it looks more like he's vomiting an endless amount of blood on his opponents like 28 days later. It was it was heavy. It was certainly heavy. Caden says, leave Cameron alone. Well, we're not going to do that. But what we will do is talk about this CM Punk, Seth Rollins promo. CM Punk comes out. It's time for him to make his decision. He picks Raw. But he also told the story about Cleveland and how he debuted there, how he got his championship taken away there, uh, and about how he walked out there. And he said that if there are any fans that felt betrayed by him walking out, he apologizes. Never thought I'd hear that. Um, honestly, didn't really feel like he needed to if he was taking care of himself physically, personally, based on what I saw from that. But hey, you know what? This is his story. This is his his type of thing. But Seth Rollins ain't having it. Oh boy. Uh, there there is a lot of truth and real feelings involved in this, as uh, Luis promotes our super chats and humper chats, which we have plenty of. There are a lot of lines here that we're going to talk about. Um, but Seth Rollins took issue with several things. He was like, how dare you call this your home? You went away 10 years ago, and not only did you leave, you actively tried to sabotage what we were doing. And the people in the back. This is my home. This is their home. And he also said, you know what? Everybody here is aware that this is your last chance. And one of two things is going to happen. Either you're going to screw it up like you always do, or you'll succeed, and then I'm going to beat you anyway. So I'm completely fine with that. Holy, this was just unbelievably good stuff. CM Punk entered the Royal Rumble, was goaded into uh, entering the Royal Rumble because he says he doesn't want anything 
handed to him. But this was one of the best promos of Seth Rollins' career. And I saw some people saying like, oh, well, he he unloaded everything tonight. Oh, no, he's got plenty more. He has, he has not liked CM Punk for quite a while, but uh, this was a hell of a start. Yeah, this was really good. I feel like the thing that I loved most about this is that we got right to it. We didn't sugarcoat anything. They didn't take forever to get to the CM Punk Seth Rollins storyline. They, uh, from the moment that cult to personality hit, we were seeing Seth Rollins go out there and freaking work on this. And um, it, it was this thing of like, I'm so happy that we're not here beating around the bush. Uh, until we finally get this moment between these two guys. We got it the second he signed that Raw contract. And I liked it because even last week when uh, Adam Pierce had told Seth Rollins that this was what was going to happen, Seth Rollins basically told him, okay, fine, you do you, but I'm going to do me. And that basically told every single person in this that was watching that to expect Seth Rollins to do something of some kind during this contract signing and he did and i like that i like that we got something that was uh that we expected in terms of seth rollins actually going in and and involving himself in this and i like that we're just getting right to it but in regards to seth rollins's promo i thought he did a magnificent job man because you know cm punk went out there he did his whole bit on the microphone uh everything that he said was pretty cool i liked it everything that's happened with punk since SmackDown on Friday has been very great. Love the SmackDown promo. Love all of the backstage interactions that he had. Same thing today. Liked the promo today. Liked all the interactions that they had with him today. And I also like that during this, they basically told us, not only is CM Punk going to be in the Rumble, but it's very crystal clear that he is coming for Seth Rollins. Even though he said maybe, I feel like that was enough to get people going. All right. We're going to get this match at WrestleMania, and I think that's really important. Shout out to Seahawk. Now, the the important note there in all of this is CM Punk's story is not winning the WWE title. He's done that. It is not beating Roman Reigns. His story, he always wanted to main event WrestleMania. Always wanted to. And even he... In 2014, he knew that was Brian Danielson's year. He said as much in the podcast. There is a world in which Cody's story and CM Punk's story can coexist because Seth Rollins versus CM Punk is the match. I feel a little bad for Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley, if that's the case, because Becky, Becky Lynch has been you know, working with Trish Stratus years out of retirement, went to NXT, worked with a bunch of people, finishing a story with Nia Jax while Rhea Ripley has become one of the most over people in the company doing all the media tours head heading to Australia this week with Dominic to do that. Now I will say this, if they had Becky Lynch versus if, if Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley is not going to main event a night of WrestleMania, I think Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley should main event elimination chamber in Australia. I, that's what I think should happen. And if they want to run it back at Mania, that's fine. But there is, and I mean, a zero reason why Rhea Ripley should not main event that Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. I don't care who's on it. Right. I, I do want to see. I do. I. It's one of those things where, yeah, it sucks for the women, but 
at the end of the day, like you have to go with what's going to be like the biggest thing, what's going to be the hottest story, what's going to be uh, the most uh, money making thing. And it's going to be those matches that you have right there. But that's not to say that just because you're not the WrestleMania main event does not mean you can't be the WrestleMania match of the night because it doesn't matter what spot you're on the card. If you go out there and you do your thing, which they have done plenty times before, um, both of those women they will be WrestleMania match of the night if they want to. Let's get to these super chats and humper chats. Throwback sent a big one. He said, haven't done this in a while. So here, here goes do a good deed, pay it forward. They need to go back to the ROH days mentioned Rollins and punks history leading up to NXT and the social. Uh, my son has surgery next year. Keep your fingers crossed. We send our love to you throwback. We always love hearing you hearing from you. Um, their history doesn't need to go back very far because they had history when Seth Rollins was in the shield. I mean, they, they are, you know, I don't know if they'll save this one for the eventual Roman match, but you know, make Roman look strong was something that made Roman's life hell for a while. It really did. Um, but punk and Rollins face each other a whole bunch of times. Like they, like over two dozen times between live events and TV and all that stuff. But like, I'm, I'm just looking back at the shows that were broadcast. Yeah. They had over a dozen matches against each other. Um, so there's plenty of history to draw on. KE 775 says, if you're guessing who wins the rumble punk or Cody and for women's Becky or Bailey, in my humble opinion, those are the best options. You know, it's funny because I could see Cody or Punk winning the Rumble, which Punk has never done, by the way. Even though he had one of the best performances ever when he was in the straight edge society. But the other one could sort of win the money in the bank briefcase off of Damian Priest. When Damian Priest was waving that around in front of Punk, I expected Punk to be like, yeah, I remember my first one. Like, I've I've had several of those things. Like, I, I don't give a damn. But I think there are ways to get there. Nostradamus says, when CM Punk yeets Cody Rhodes over the top to win the Rumble, do you think Cody gets his title via number one contender match at Elimination Chamber? I'm always sort of torn on, on that, but I... Because both of those guys are on Raw. So it wouldn't make sense to have a raw guy end up getting the SmackDown title match that way. I think the money in the bank makes a lot more sense. Rock hard says, do you know if punk's winning over any detractors backstage yet, or if he's made amends with anybody besides triple H, you know what? I'll ask about that last one. Um, the very fact that some of the people like Rollins and Kevin Owens have been on TV with CM punk is much a much better spot than I thought we were going to be in. Weeks ago. And fast too. It's happened very fast. I feel like WWE almost wanted to alleviate some of that awkwardness. I feel like they're also suddenly they're also suddenly trying to show how CM Punk is backstage with the guys, right? Because I think they're somewhat alluding to a lot of the stories and rumors and things with CM Punk backstage in AEW. So in their way, like showing CM Punk reunite with all of these guys backstage and having these cool interactions, I think is a way of them kind of saying like, see, CM Punk is cool. Here he is bonding with Kofi Kingston and all these other people, whatever. You know what I mean? And that's something worth mentioning too. He did reunite with Kofi. I once got in trouble for asking Kofi if they were still friends on a WWE interview. He was great about it. He didn't have a problem with it. 
I got yelled at by WWE for even asking. Keep in mind, CM Punk was on WWE backstage at the time. Go figure. Jonathan Corona says, Sean, so Punk is signing with Ross, and now with these TV rights, do you think WWE will get more money paid for the rights, like from FX or WBD for Raw? I don't think they'll go to WBD, but the draft will almost certainly be before the next set of, of TV rights take over. Um, what they might do, and it's something that they've done in the past, instead of doing it in May, they might wait until like October and do it then and act like it's the network's drafting. I thought that that approach worked really well. B-Sweet says, who owns the IP trademark for Tyler Black? Pretty sure it's Rollins. It's not WWE. K775 says, Punk and Seth was riveting. This could be so huge for both men. Oh, yeah. This is the one. And credit to Seth Rollins, you and I were standing right there as he talked to Nick Hausman. He planted the seeds in January. Seth Rollins did that. Seth Rollins is the reason this match is as big as it is right now, Denise. Dude, I still remember standing there and seeing like Nick Hausman ask that question. And I was like, oh boy, I saw those million views and likes like flash right before my eyes. I was like, damn. So did Nick. Did you, do you remember he looked over us? He's like, his face, his face was like, fudge, yeah, fudge, yeah, fudge, yeah. yeah." And I knew he had the headline. Yes, exactly. And like Seth, I will give Seth a lot of credit for that because that line, like saying that, CM Punk was a cancer is a cancer. However, it is that he worded him. That was such a strong thing to say. And I I felt like at the time it was a mixture of like, I really feel he feels this way. But at the same time, like, is he working? Because with Seth Rollins, like his care, because of the way that he is in interviews, he's like, he answers yes. questions truthfully. He kind of like borders a line between in character and not in character. Sometimes he answers, he answers them as Seth freaking Rollins, not as Colby Lopez. Yeah, it's very interesting. And so I think he's done a really good job of like making that like even one of the recent interviews that he did on SI. I thought that one was really good because I thought he gave some really good answers he to was that working too. Yeah, he did and it was know. great. He did know before the match. I know that for sure. Right. Uh, right. John, John, John Wick says uh, priest cashing in versus or during punk versus Seth at Mania. No, they won't do that. Marquise film says didn't know I needed punk and Rollins this soon, but this segment slapped overall good show but I cringe every time I hear the word superstar. I don't because now so many other places have adopted it. Uh, Will says, love how Seth and Drew hate punk and the New Day loves him in storyline. I mean, the people that should hate him in storyline do hate him in storyline and that much I appreciate. Will says, this story is how I wish punk would have been introduced when when, uh, he came into AEW. Well, speaking of AEW, this was a very like hangman-esque promo because hangman was like i'm trying to protect aew from you and what you are and boy did that age really really well and now seth rollins is saying much of the same he's like i'm trying to protect wwe and what we've made it from you (sighs) call me crazy says punk on up up down down with kofi uh i don't know how much of a gamer he is but i can see it happening he did throw shade at Ricochet for not being a good gamer. You only throw shade at somebody for sucking at games if you rule at them. And if you suck too, then you can't be throwing shade, right? I mean, yeah, but I mean, I don't think he's that great at video games. We don't know. We we don't know. What did he do? Being t- like, what do you, we don't know what he did during his time off when he wasn't wrestling. <laughs> he could have become Jay, a master of video games. I, I, I do know. I covered two of those fights. Uh, Jay Miller says, 
Just listened to the Colt Cabana pod for the first time, and I understand Punk's angst while away. Seth and Punk feud is going to feed families. I am still of the belief that the two CM Punk Colt Cabana podcasts that they did after Punk's firing were the two best pieces of wrestling podcasting I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, just they, they really were. And that's another reason I wish that they would make up. Um, they do great stuff together. Too Hush much is set. craziness has happened between them, but it would be something nice if down the line they mended it. I'm working on a 10-year retrospective video that's going to cover all of it. Hushes says, Seth promo work was mostly work, I assume, but his everyone knows this is your last chance felt like a shoot that I could be wrong. Any insight? It's the same as Punk, and Punk has to come into this company knowing tough shit, people are going to take shots at you. Pull up your big boy pants because this is your last chance. In AEW, when people would take shots at him that he hadn't approved, even though Punk had done that for years, wasn't wasn't quite as as easy going. Meet Normus, not Yeet Normus, as Punk and Rollins took Raw to another level. Then Big Bronson and Ivar started slapping meat on the way to a spicy meatball of a Raw tonight. I love that. Uh, last call for Super Chats and Humper Chats. KE775 says, if it's Becky versus Rhea at Elimination Chamber, then do Becky versus Deanna at Mania, Battle of the Arm Bars. Use that as a pitch to get Deanna back. I have spoken. Listen. If WWE wants Deanna, they're probably going to get Deanna. She is still yet to have her big money contract. She's 29 years old. She deserves a spotlight, but also they have to see how she'll get over in WWE. You can't just outright promise, hey, Becky at Mania. <laughs> it's, it's not going to work like that. I hope it does. I, I'm Listen, I've been a big fan of her work since like 2017. Mike the Jeweler wraps us up. Says, Yeet, what's up, SRS? Hello, Denise. So, what do you guys want to talk about? WrestleMania Night 1, Rollins Punk. Night 2, Roman Cody. All story stories. Bipolar Punk needs to decide if he's the voice of the voiceless or the moist of the moistness. The moist of the moist of the moistness? What does that even mean? (laughs) All I know is that people hate the word moist. So, maybe that's why Mike the Jeweler (sighs) said that. Moist of the moist of the moistness. I'll tell you what I like. Nobody's talking about The Rock right now. They're no. talking about Roman Cody and Seth. Uh, and we were Seth talking Punk. about The Rock, like, God, like what, like a month ago? When did he do that I, Pat McAfee thing? They, they want to do Austin and Punk as well, and nobody's talking about that. Denise, tell the people where they can find you. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. That's the place to be. Guys, tune in this Sunday. Fightful holiday stream. Leave us a nice humper chat ahead of time. Uh, help help get those bonuses up for our great staff. Until next time, guys, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.